As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at Mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that just wants to make a Lego movie, it's Sif Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most weekends or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron, because patrons get those perks. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and each week we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our mind. And please welcome our guest this week. Uh, she once accidentally sent a very witty, very romantic text to an oil rig worker named Red. It's Susan Kamyab Stevens. Hi. Welcome back, Susan. Thanks. <clears throat> Thanks for that introduction. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> All true. It's always true. It's always very totally. true. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, Susan is hanging uh, out with me today. Uh, Andrew uh, couldn't make the show today, uh, but thankfully Susan was already planned on being here and hanging out with us. In the comments already, people are saying Andrew looks a little different today. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I'm glad to have you back, Susan. You were here, I'm going to say a month and a half ago, something like that, uh, maybe so, a couple yeah. months ago, to mm-hmm. chat movies, and uh, and we're very glad to have you back. Um, yeah. You are a film critic in Irving, Texas, yes, and a fellow member of the Critics' Choice Association, um, as well as in the Dallas-Fort Worth Film Critics Association, and you can find all of Susan's stuff at thischicksflicks.com. Uh, and those are with X's. This chicks with an X, flicks with an X dot com. Uh, if you want to uh, check that out, how you been, Susan? Good, good, good. Getting through it. 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it always is a weird question. Uh, man, it just it feels it feels like we're almost there. And I I even hesitate saying it because hope is a dangerous thing, right? Like it's mm-hmm. one of those things you don't want to grab onto. But I just heard the stat today, I think, that yeah. 10% of the American population has had their first shot. 10%. That's amazing. That is, a, that is amazing. Wow. Um, so in that 2.7% is fully vaccinated. So, um, so yeah, that was, I, I actually heard that and I was like, oh, I don't know that I would have guessed that high, um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but yeah, so it is happening. People are getting vaccinated. The numbers are coming down now that we're through the yeah. holidays, although there may be another spike with the Super Bowl because who knows what people are going to do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, overall, uh, I think, you know. Hope is a dangerous thing, but I'm but I'm there. I'm ready to hope that uh, that we're kind of coming through it. But it has made for an interesting uh, award season and kind of trying to figure everything out and and see these movies. In fact, we were talking uh, about that in the members only pre-show. So if you yeah. are a Sif Pop member, you can hear us talking about our Critics Choice Awards nominations, some of our uh, categories, weird choices, and just kind of how this year, uh, some of the weird gifts that we got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> about a, you know, as a member of a voting body and uh, and all that stuff. So, so yeah, you can check that out at patreon.com slash sifpop. Um, but yeah, you're making it through. Things are going okay. You know, like where, like what is 2021? Like if you had to hope for one thing in 2021, you know, what are you looking uh, at? What are you excited about? I'm hoping that we will f- honestly I really would love to get back to like back to the movies back to the movie theaters like we we've gotten emails like asking us if we're feeling comfortable to go to the theaters mm-hmm. yet and I pretty much have still put if I can get a link I'd rather have a link mm-hmm. not that I prefer I prefer to be in the theaters but I don't feel safe yet it's not right. completely there uh but my hope is c- if, if we can get to this year comfortably going to the movie theater and maybe even being able to to go to like I mean we're not we're not going for the critics choice it's not going to be live I mean right. we're not able to go I would love if next year we could be able to attend the the award show and be able to attend the super critics and I all am, that stuff yeah I'm very much looking forward to traveling again mm-hmm. um, I really miss traveling I have a lot yeah. of stuff I do for the different things that I do, whether it be, you know, movie critic trips or the awards or also just uh, because I, I work in a company that is, you know, uh, bi-locational, you know, and so I'm, I've missed a lot of those trips and, yeah. and yeah, and even just, you know, vacations and doing stuff with family and friends and having people over to watch movies. Like, yeah. I just, I just, I really miss uh, just the idea of being more mobile, as I'm sure most people do. And I'm, I'm hoping yeah. for that as well, uh, you know to come this year so mm-hmm. uh for me i want them to keep singing sending links and i'll tell you why oh, really oh okay. absolutely and this is this will make complete sense to you once i tell you why <laughs> my market doesn't get press screenings so oh. my closest press screenings are three hours drive away uh in st louis oh, wow so I- wow. if i want to attend a press screening which i have occasionally mm-hmm. i'm looking at six hours of travel uh, to go there, watch the movie for a couple hours, come back. I'm looking at eight hours out of my day, plus the gas to get there, all that kind of stuff. And if if this, my fingers are crossed so hard that I may be breaking my finger bones uh, 
mm-hmm. that they know they can do this, that they will help critics out who live in less populous areas and get us early links on stuff. Like, you know, I, that's that's where I'm at. I've really enjoyed having, you know, uh, the screenings be links because it's allowed me to have the access that most uh, critics have that I just have never had. Uh, I do my. What did co- you do before? I I do my coverage in like I go out the, to the Thursday first screening on Thursday and I do all my oh. coverage on Friday and so okay. yeah or Saturday and so yeah it's just I just have to turn it around really quick and um, so yeah I'm 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 hoping that sticks but I understand <laughs> like I would much rather see things in a theater and yeah. I know that's that's better for the experience but mm-hmm. you know I've invested in a decent TV and sound system like I've got a good experience here I'm not going to short sell your your you know your project so yeah it's uh, it's also on you to send me a good link by the way so you know some of these links are so poor quality right um, no that's yeah. I'm sick of I I have gone insane over some of these links like yeah. I've 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 had links where they'll just they're playing and they'll be like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, connection error, or, oh, your time has run out, or, I'm like, what, this is not how I want to watch, or it's skipping, or, mm-hmm. oh my God, the watermark on some of these screeners <laughs> makes me insane. You don't I like seeing it. your name across every movie? <laughs> no! Like, I don't like seeing, and it's over, like, in the freaking middle. It's in the middle of the screen. Put it in the bottom, like, corner. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we doing... Like, I'm not going to send this over. I, yeah. Like, I, I don't want to see a big watermark. It's it's, right. it, it's distracting. It's obnoxious. That that hurts their film. They really need to re- remove mm-hmm. that. Like, like put that somewhere else. Well, and so many times the, the links... Uh, by the way, you've, you've now joined the uh, movie critics uh, rant about the screener <laughs> links portion of the podcast. Uh, we may go an hour on this. But, uh, but they also do this thing where they, they will send you a link and it's, not, and it's not even to a player that can be Chromecast or AirPlayed or anything. And so you have to watch it on your laptop or your mm-hmm. phone or whatever. And it's like, I would like to watch this on my big TV in great definition with a 5.1 Dolby surround. Like, I have that capability. Why aren't you sending me a link to something that I can present to myself in that capability? And I think just right. at the end of the day, they're so worried about piracy. That they yeah. just, you know, they're willing to sacrifice that stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I get you don't want the movie getting out there, but maybe there should be a level of trust between us. Like, you know, we, yeah. at some point we've proven that we're, you know, not selling our screeners or, or whatever the case may be. So, yeah. yeah. So anyhow, uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely been an interesting time. And uh, thank you for joining us for the uh, the uh, first first world movie critic problems portion. I know, right? I, I, I feel so show. bad. Right. Look at us complaining about that. <laughs> How dare you have low quality movies that are three days before anybody else gets to see them for free? How, for free? How dare you? Yeah. Uh, let's get into the show. We've got a couple of fun movies we're going to talk about today. Uh, promise. Uh, fun is an interesting word to apply to either of these movies but uh, mm-hmm. promising young woman and malcolm and marie we're going to review uh on the show today we're also going to do best ever modern quote unquote i think we said after 1970 uh black and white films so movies uh, in black and white after 1970 that is in honor of malcolm and marie which is in black and white uh and of course we'll have some buried treasure and some other fun stuff along the way um let's kick it off with promising young woman every week I go to a club 
I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every week, a nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. You okay? You are so pretty. I am a nice guy. Are you? Nothing in Cassie's life is what it appears to be. She's wickedly smart, tantalizingly cunning, and she's living a secret double life by night. Now an unexpected encounter is about to give Cassie a chance to right the wrongs from the past. Uh, this is of uh, Emerald Fennel, I think, presenting this to us. Carrie Mulligan, starring as Cassandra. Bo Burnham in there as Ryan. Uh, Allison Brie. Uh, as well, Christopher Mintz Plus, a lot of people you're going to recognize. Adam Brody, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of faces that you're going to recognize uh, in this one. Um, what did you think, Susan? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Love it. Yeah, it's my favorite film of the year. Number one. Number one. Number nice. One. Got you out for your number one film. Um, yeah. I I'm in the loved it camp as well. Maybe not yeah. quite as euphoric as you. It is not my number one of <laughs> uh, of the year. I think it's in my top ten. Okay. Um, maybe fifteen. I can't. I'd have to look. Um, but uh, you seem disappointed. There were there were some good yeah. movies this year. You know, I, like it's I, yeah. I don't know your number. Do you have a top ten list somewhere? I do a top forty one uh, oh, every wow. year. I call it the Fave okay. Forty One. Uh, I've been doing that. I just looked up my first one from two thousand and four. I've been doing that for. 16 years now ranking my favorite 41 movies of the year it's impressive um but uh but yes so in that um i'm trying to think where the quickest way to find that probably letterboxd is the quickest way to find those lists uh you just follow me on letterboxd you can check that out but yeah i have it somewhere in there i loved it as well um i wouldn't even say low side i loved it i just loved it i think this movie is doing some really incredible stuff and i'd like since it's your number one movie of the year uh just kind of hear some of your general thoughts um you know right at the top what did you love about this Okay, well, I will start by saying that I I guess I haven't been fair to Carrie Mulligan as an actress because I, I think I haven't liked some of her characters in past films or something, but uh, I thought she was just, this is her easily her best performance I've ever seen her. And just the range uh, that she gives and all the different emotions that she's able to mm-hmm. convey in this film. Like, I, I mean, she goes from so many different levels so quickly, but it comes off very natural and you feel for her. Um, But I really was just impressed with the story. I didn't know what I was walking into. I think they did a great job marketing this film because it was enough to get you really like on on edge, you're like, this feels creepy. I don't, you almost feel like it's going to be a horror in there some There is ways. an element of that, right? And, There's it, this, and yeah. it is a horror movie in a lot of ways. Like yeah. there, there are some scenes in this movie, by the way, I should say this. <clears throat> We're not going to be spoiling anything uh, no. during this main review. Uh, we will record some spoiler thoughts uh, after the fact that should be in your podcast feed. Uh, so we will do a sift spoil on Promising Young Woman because this is not a movie you can fully talk about without spoiling. We just we have to talk about the end. We have to talk about some of the stuff that happens here. But I will say there are some scenes in this movie that would feel right at home in a horror movie. Like mm-hmm. they and so yeah, I definitely think that is an aspect of what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. And it's just such a unique I'm always up for this is an original screenplay, right? I, I, I believe wrong? so. Yeah. Okay, I, I believe original. I didn't yeah. research it, but I, I believe it is, yes. I believe it is too. Um, that's my favorite category at the Oscars, just FYI. It's always my favorite is original screenplay. And I love it because I love watching a film that I have no idea mm-hmm. like what's going to happen. I think as critics, we've watched so many movies 
half the stuff we watched this year, I knew how they were going to end, what was going to sure. happen. Just always, and that's that's normal. But when I'm from, I mean, not every single point of this movie I didn't predict. There was something I predicted that I have to save in the spoilers. But uh, other than that, I was just like, and it, it, it satisfied me. It hit the message of just with that Me Too movement and everything. Like, it, it talks about how people involved, people who are even like not doing anything, but know about somebody's like harassment or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're just, it, it really highlights those people the too. The culpability. And, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because it's letting you know, like you're just as guilty, like for not, I, I don't know. It's so hard not to spoil. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to be careful with my words. Yeah. I, I listen, I, I'm uh, first, I'll just say, yes, it is an original screenplay or if it's not, I, I put it in the wrong category on my ballot. Me too. Cause that's what I put <laughs> it in. Yeah. I put it in that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's it, for me, this is a movie that is like, all right, I understand you want to say not all men, right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I get the urge to be like, well, not every guy is like this, and not like, yeah. you know, but it is definitely a movie that takes very careful aim at the nice guys and yes. very careful aim at those of us which is a category that i consider myself in right like that is who i want to be i want to be a nice guy i want to be an ally mm -hmm. i want to be you know and it says that the nice guy is often a front for a lot of the same stuff that you think of the lech or you know whatever the person may be and that message is so targeted in like it is laser focused in throughout this entire movie in a way that I think really uh, helps the movie to sell itself. And yeah. it, it's a movie, if nothing else, that really understands what it is. It understands what it's saying. It understands what its tone is. Uh, the tone is another thing about this movie that I really, really loved. I loved how the, the it, it feels so complete and full. And by the time you get to the end, again, which we'll, we'll talk about in spoilers... Uh, there are things happening that you would be like, oh, this is crazy, this is ridiculous, whatever the case may be, but the, the movie has prepared you for its tone yes. the entire time so you feel like it works. It just works. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you that, that the, the overall message and theme of this movie about understanding what where the nuance is and isn't about your responsibility in uh, approaching this kind of topic, um, it's really important and it's yeah. and it's really done well. So yeah, that's yeah. what I think I said in my review is how this is an important film. It actually really should be shown in college classes, like or high school even, sure. just to show them. Yeah, it, it, and I, I like what you said because it's highlighting on the nice guys. And it really is. It takes direct aim. Yeah. I mean, I felt it. I, I definitely mm -hmm. felt like, okay, you know, really consider yourself. Really consider uh, who you are and what your responsibility is and what your culpability is for the world around you. And, you know, I, I would like to think that I am the kind of person who would stand up, would do the right thing. Um, and not just my version of what the right thing is, but to really, truly be uh, an ally. And, um, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep checking myself. Like a movie like this really helps you to check yourself. And I, you know, um, I, I really, uh, appreciated that. They did. Yeah. So what else, what else did you, uh, like about what was going on here? I really also enjoyed Bo Burnham. 
I think we don't get to see him a lot in roles like this. I mean, he was behind the camera in eighth grade, which I thought was a great movie. But I remember thinking, why wasn't he in this movie? I kind (laughs) of wanted to see him in it. Uh, I think he's a fantastic comedian. I love his work as a a stand-up. But I thought he was a really good actor in this film, too. I was kind of surprised watching him as a romantic lead. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and really, but in serious too. Like I felt their romance. I mm-hmm. was actually like feeling the spark, and yeah, and enough to where I was like, man, you should probably be in some rom coms or something because you you got that. He's great. He he really is great in this, and he plays such a central role in what this movie is trying to say. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, it's I think he he's so good that he makes something look easy that is not easy. I think that role yeah. is a very tricky fulcrum role of what is going on in this, and yeah. and he makes it look like it's just, you know, uh, easy uh, to do, and, and I don't I don't think it is. Uh, no. So, and I should I, I should say the two of them together do that because Carrie is so great in that relationship as well, and yeah. under uh, understanding her character and her role in. Um, and what their chemistry means and what it means to the plot and what it means to like, I just, I thought they were great together uh, in this uh, as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, and watching her transformation throughout the movie, like watching her different emotions from the ultimate, like depressed, like this is for from what happened the way that affected her. And then just like, she seems so like, Nothing gives her happiness. Nothing mm-hmm. gives her joy up until she meets Bo Burnham, and seeing her go from unhappy to the kind of happy that she does feel with him, and then what leads later—it's just I don't know that whole timeline. Mm-hmm. And it was just man, I, I don't know like that. I don't I don't see that often. And it wasn't it wasn't this. It's not a romantic comedy, but just that story, that specific. Uh, those two characters, just watching their evolution together, it was just really good. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I also really liked the casting beyond. I've talked a little bit about mm-hmm. uh, Adam Brody, uh, Christopher Mintz plots. I think there's some very intentional casting here of males that you have seen in other things as the fun guy, the nice guy. Max Greenfield uh, is in here from yeah. New Girl. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, uh, Chris Lowell. Um, like yes. just, uh, just casting these, these guys that you want to like that are, you know, s- seem nice and then kind of turning that on its head a little bit. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, I think the casting is also I really loved Af- uh, Alfred Molina, uh, in his yeah. role, which is another yeah. very interesting role of this film and kind of what it's mm-hmm. trying to say. There's some really interesting things that happen with that character and Carrie's reaction to that character and what happens in that part of the story. Um, yeah, I just I I was I was really impressed with the casting all around on this yeah. one. Yeah, I mean I liked her scene with uh, Connie Brighton too. Is it Brighton? Britain, is that Connie Britton. Britton, yeah. Connie Britton. Yeah. Um, that was a very powerful scene too, mm-hmm. just to see because her character is such a common uh, person mm-hmm. sure. in situations mm-hmm. like what happened. Yeah, and they tend to do what she did, and it was just I I really loved what Carrie Mulligan's character had to do to kind of prove a point 
I guess you could that, say. That is the other part of it, is yeah. th- that it's not just the casting, it's also the writing. All of these characters mm-hmm. feel like a real-life representation of a worldview or person you know has existed in these kind of situations. You've heard the things that they're saying said by other people, and mm-hmm. the movie is asking you to really litigate what the words are that they're saying and what they mean instead of just accepting that this is an okay thing to say or an okay way to view the situation. Um, And there may be times in this movie, I can't speak for everybody's experience, but there may be times in where you're really wrestling with what's wrong with that view. You know, what's, what's wrong with, you know, uh, understanding that part of the world or, or having this approach in the movies like, you know, uh, it's not going to let you not wrestle with it. And that it's mm-hmm. just it's so good at that. And yeah, I was just I was really impressed with the writing um, yeah. as well. So uh, we haven't talked any negatives. <laughs> it was your number one movie of the year. I loved it mm-hmm. as well. This may be difficult. Uh, yeah. Did you have anything about the film that you're like, eh, this, this probably falls in the negative category? I cannot think of one. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I okay. really can't. I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I feel there might have been something, maybe like a minor thing. But at this, I mean, I can think of things that I wish didn't happen. But that's not any fault of the movie. It no. was all like it was all effective. It was it had to happen for a reason. And what I like that you said too is how the ending. Some people, especially if you weren't paying attention, could be like, "What." That didn't make sense where they come from, but it didn't. It prepared you for it because right. of the tone and everything that was happening. It felt when, when it's done, you're going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it all fits together. It all makes sense. Um, I think the only thing I would mention, and this is one of those cases where in many ways I am uh, regurgitating a negative that I have heard, not necessarily something I can feel personally. Um, but there, there is, uh, I wouldn't say some, there, there's conversation about the, uh, the idea that this is very much a white feminist movie, um, that there is a trust of law enforcement that happens at points in this movie that is almost counterintuitive to what the movie is saying. Um, and that there is because of, because of the way this movie finishes, that there is a, um, a little bit of inconsistency in the theme and what the movie is trying to say about authority, about power, those kind of things. Um, mm. Again, this is me restating something that, again, my uh, my background is not, you know, it's not personal to me, but I did think it was important uh, for me to at least verbalize that, uh, that I have heard from others uh, about that. Um, but other than that, no. I mean, there are moments here or there where I'd be yeah. like, yeah, I didn't quite buy that. Or, um, yeah. but, uh, but this is a movie with very few flaws in my opinion. Yeah. And, uh, and I really enjoyed it. So there you go. I think that's a huge recommend, uh, yeah. from both Susan and I, uh, for a promising young woman. Uh, I will, the only other thing I will say, and I don't mean this as a negative, I just mean it's important information. Uh, maybe do a trigger search. Uh, for yourself on this one. There are certainly some uh, kinds of things that happen here uh, that may be very difficult for some people, um, uh, especially survivors of assault and different things. Uh, So yeah, uh, I think this is definitely one that deserves a little bit of trigger caution, a little bit of the idea of know yourself, know um, what you want to process, what you don't want to process, and then maybe do some, some research on the film. 
Um, so I did want to mention that as well. But yeah, other yeah. than that, I think it's a huge, huge recommend for me. I think it's a pretty incredible film. I agree. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, well, let's get into the next one then. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Malcolm and Marie. You know what, Malcolm? I feel like once you know someone is there for you and once you know they love you, you never actually think of them again until you're about to lose someone that you finally pay attention. Well, what is it, Marie? What do you want? Really? Do you want to go there? Yes. Okay. Smoldering tensions and painful revelations push a filmmaker and his girlfriend towards a romantic reckoning. Uh, Malcolm and Marie is a COVID movie. Uh, This comes to us written, produced, brought the whole nine yards uh, in... The bubble. In fact, I think there are lots of interesting things that they're saying about how, um, you know, they did their own makeup. They did their own like this was definitely one like a stripped down crew kind of idea. Uh, Zendaya is Marie. John David Washington is Malcolm. It is just them for the entirety of the runtime. Um, and so, yeah, Sam Levinson, uh, who, by the way, also brings us um, the movie Euphoria on HBO, uh, which is where he has a connection uh, with Zendaya as well. Um, what did you think, Susan? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? It was just okay. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to talk about this. Okay, I'm trying. I, I am trying to wrestle with my own views on this movie. I loved this movie. I may have loved this movie as much as I loved Promising Young Woman. What? Um, I, I, okay. I was blown away. Now, I'm wondering if, one, my expectations play a role in this. I was not expecting anything out of this movie. Nobody had really, I mean, we got uh, early screeners, as we often do, so there wasn't a lot of buzz or talk about it yet. There certainly is this week, now that it's available on Netflix, right? Malcolm and Marie is on Netflix? Yes. Yeah, it's on Netflix. And we should say Promising Young Woman, by the way, uh, I think is still for rental. I don't think that's streaming free anywhere, but but I think it is available for rental. Yeah, Yeah, at most places. Um, so I, I, I hadn't really heard a lot. I mean, that's in general for me. I don't like to know a lot going into a movie, I, I, whatever. Um, this is a movie, I think, that 
rises and falls on how you feel about two things. Number one, the performances. And number two, the writing. And that makes sense because that's really all the movie has going on (laughs) is performances and writing. And both of those things floored me. I thought Zendaya (laughs) was astonishing in this movie. She does some things in this movie. And by the way, she's great in Euphoria. She's great in other things she's done. But she does some stuff in this movie that were cards I didn't know she had in her deck. Uh, And I was blown away by her. I'm a huge John David Washington fan as well, and I think he has some incredible moments in this. It's very clear that Sam Levinson wrote them big moments to do their thing and to do capital A acting, uh, and uh, and I bought it. I just bought in. I was I was giddy. I almost felt like I was watching an action movie. Like I was just <laughs> like, I, I just I I the way these characters were talking to each other and the conversations they were having. I was just I was compelled. I was in it, and um, I just thought it was. I thought it was also beautiful. I thought it was so well shot and so gorgeous. Um, so yeah, so I kind of so I kind of wonder like was it just I was in a great place for this movie that day and so it ended up blowing me away. I'm really excited to hear some of the things that bring it down for you, some of the things that have brought it down for others so I can start to wrestle with that and kind of contemplate uh, what what did I miss when I was so enamored with this the first time I watched it. So feel free to start wherever you want. You can start with the good, whatever, but what are some of your your general thoughts? <sighs> And, and I'm a little torn too, just as far, I mean, cause if you've seen Rotten Tomato, it's not, it's not the best. No, no. It's, I just saw that before we started that it's under 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, which, you know, that, that does as much oh. as Rotten Tomatoes can mean something or doesn't mean yeah, something I like, know. Yeah. but, but this is one of those things where you're like, well, that means four out of 10 Rotten Tomato critics liked it uh, poorly enough that they gave it a rotten rating. Yeah. So that does mean something, you know, when yeah. 40% of the critics are like, I, I think this is bad in some way or another, you're at least uh, below mediocre. Um, yeah. That means something. And that's, that's right. interesting. So, yeah, I was surprised. I was actually surprised that it's, that it's like 50, it's technically rotten right now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't give it a rotten score by no means. Um, so when I started watching it, it already goes into a negative. We'll get into black and white later. I'm not a big black and white fan. Um, but as far as when it's once it started, I was actually super into it because I liked the conversation they were having. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm totally with you, Marie. Yeah. I would feel the same way as you. Right. Um, I, I'm there. And here's where it lost me. They're having this great like argument. They're having the fight. And then they resolve it. And then just minutes later, it's almost like her character had to like create, she had to keep creating fights. Mm -hmm. And I understand that that is realistic, like couples get in fights, but I, and this is just my own personal thing, like, you know, if I have a fight with my husband that night, like by that point when we're good, we're about to go to bed. We've, Mm -hmm. we've squashed it. We're not going to go into like five new arguments and then like, almost have sex and then uh you know what never mind i want to bring up this other thing and then it's just it felt a little forced with the with the with the fights and i i hmm. i wanted i wanted to be there for it because oh i i agree with you zendaya i've always thought 
until this movie, I've always thought, she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. She's good. She's fine. Nothing has blown me away. After this, there's a certain specific scene mm-hmm. that I was like, I was kind of like distracted a little. And I was like, oh, because it was going, it was toward the end. They were just mm-hmm. keeping going. And I literally stopped what I was doing. I was just like, mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, what was yeah. that? Like, yeah. I rerounded. I was like, let me just, I was literally like, oh my God. Cause I was that captivated by her performance. Yeah. She was phenomenal. Yeah. She, I, I wish I saw the film before I put in my CCA nominations on yeah. that one that I got it in time. Um, but it, she was so good. John David Washington. Yeah. He was good. He was, he was great. He's a great actor too, mm-hmm. but she, she was my, she's the one that sold me the most as far as performance. Like I would say she just blew. I mean, obviously they fed off each other, but uh-huh. phenomenal. Um, and I really appreciated the, what they were trying to do. Like, I think that's, it, it was a great conversation, but halfway through, I just felt like they were going in circles and it just, I, it was losing me. I was like, y'all, this is like the same thing over and over again. I know you're trying to be realistic. Couples do this, mm-hmm. but I don't know how well that translates on screen. Like it, it's like then then make the movie 45 minutes or something. Yeah. Like maybe this should have been a short film. I don't know. Like it just we didn't need the same. Like I saw like they talk about this actress again, and I'm just like, didn't we already cover this? <laughs> Except for that end. That end. That towards that there's this moment where she gives us this like incredible powerhouse scene mm-hmm. um but before that i would I, they were losing me they were losing me I, I have some thoughts um i i totally understand what you're saying uh i think it is i think the realism is what i liked about it the mm-hmm. because i mean if you don't think couples go round and round in circles like you haven't met a lot of couples because yeah. i think we all know this couple who mm-hmm. Has uh, you know a relationship that is um, aggressively? Uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, but you know, there's 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 this idea that resolution is not something that will ever happen. It's just right. it's like they just can't let it go, and so I, I totally bought into that. I can see how in a movie it may make it feel. Uh, it may make the feel the the plot feel a little bit um, redundant and a That's little bit and so and so as a story you're going well I've already seen this part of the story I think I was so enamored with the actual artistry of the words uh, and some of the speechifying that was going on which usually has a negative connotation and that may be something that people uh, didn't like about the movie as well um, I've heard the word pretentious thrown around by a couple people uh, in Me their too. reviews. Uh, I understand that. I totally get that. I'm just telling you, I was so blown away by the the verbal um, gymnastics that were happening and just the interesting ways of phrasing things. And it, it's a very Sorkin effect for me. I have the same thing with Sorkin. A lot of people find Aaron Sorkin pretentious and, you know, that people don't really talk that way. And But I'm just so drawn into just kind of the the interesting nature of a world where people do talk that way or can think of those things um, that I get really compelled. And so I, I think that was part of it for me. But I think I see your point about that. So one thing that I kept popping in my mind, actually, as I was watching this film, I kept thinking back to a marriage story. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was what, what reminded me. I was going back to that, and I was thinking about how, for me, it just... That felt more realistic because I do think some of the dialogue 
didn't quite, it sounded a little almost poetic, a little mm -hmm. too poetic of fighting. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't know if we're that articulate and well thought out when we're right. arguing with each other. So I couldn't help but think back at like the way they showed Marriage Story and how, again, it was a span of different days. Like right. you've got these yeah. like subtle, uh, like, aggressions like you know like subtle mm -hmm. oh yeah like digs at each other and then of course their big blow-up fight which was that was one of the best scenes in that film sure. and you could feel it i i found that more effective and realistic because i think that's how i imagine in real life that's how most of the time couples go they don't just unload right. all this stuff right. back and forth. It, it spans out over time and then you have these blow-ups and maybe it would happen again later. It just, that was what was losing me, was this was all one night and we just kept going over and over. And just when they were about to like, things were about to get better, I was just like, how are we having this argument again? And I get it, they're not gonna get over it. She's this, they've got so much resentment. She, mm. I don't know, this couple shouldn't be together. He even says, he's like, we're somebody that's probably gonna get divorced a few times. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, you shouldn't be together, probably. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, so that that's why, that was probably another thing that hurt it. I was thinking, like, maybe Marriage Story did this a little bit better. It's a different concept. It's a different idea. Yeah, it, so it sounds like the concept really handcuffed it for you. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, as far as this kind of movie, um, would you say it's, it's, uh, it's done as, maybe not as well as you can for this kind of movie, but it's done well for a movie that has restricted itself to this concept um, because yeah, it does sound like the concept handcuffed it for you. I think you're absolutely right. Marriage Story is more authentically, which is a funny word to use in a review about a movie that, <laughs> yeah, that tears apart is. the word authenticity. Uh, in fact, my letterbox review was just the definition of the word authenticity. I just put authenticity <laughs> noun and then the definition. Um, but, uh, and by the way, that might be part of it. Is it possible that part of it is this movie tears apart critics? And so critics, so critics are like, uh-uh. <laughs> well, that's the other thing I was going to say. I feel like the freaking, I'm not white, but I feel like that critic that yeah. he just absolutely hated. Is like, I, and she gave a good review, but I'm just mm -hmm. like, yeah. I, I feel guilty. So I'm like, oh my God, don't listen yeah, to this almost, and almost think I'm terrible. It, yeah, no, no, no. Almost makes it critic proof, doesn't it? Where it's like, yeah, yeah go ahead, critics, say a negative thing about this movie right. and you'll just fall into the trap of what this movie's talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I found that interesting as well. But I think what I was saying was, for the the handcuffs that this movie has put on itself, um, or or you could say that the situation has put on this movie, mm -hmm. um, I I just I think it's it's about as good as you could do it. Like uh, I think a, a lot. You're right. Marriage Story is more uh, um, affecting, but Marriage Story is also able to be told over years, and this yeah. is told in real time in the mm -hmm. real time moment of this couple in their life, and. Um, yeah, so I, I think you're right. I think that does hinder the ability for the movie to feel as real as it could if you got a broader perspective um, of this couple. But yeah, I just yeah. kind of bought into it. Yeah, it kind of feels as though the script makes it almost feel like an adapted uh, like stage to screen script. Sure. Yeah. Cause you feel like this would have been on Broadway yeah. like at, a, at a play. Cause they, you know, that's typically kind of reminds me of like the father, like these kinds of things. So it, it I guess it just, it, it, it's not their fault. They're limited. So like, that's why I feel almost unfair giving, being so hard on it. Part of it though, is like the, any like reason why it was so good is honestly more for the concept, but also 
the acting. The mm-hmm. act the actors killed it. So they they saved um the uh the redundancy that was happening. Yeah. I don't know what else the writer could have done to make that second half of the film fresh uh versus besides that that final that one scene I'm talking about with Zendaya. Yeah. That's that was the only thing I could think of. But other than that I'm just trying to think what else he could have, what direction he could have gone in, because that's I know it's hard. That's he's just, what he's doing here. What it very felt, uh, um, it felt to me very much like a boxing match. Like the idea yeah. of he's he's really trading blows, flurries. Um, you know, sometimes it looks like dancing when the boxers are you know not necessarily hitting each other, so they're hitting each other. But then there's sometimes it looks like they're dancing together, and like it's just there's something very athletic about what's going on yeah. here, and. Um, and I kind of enjoyed that. Um, there's a uh, um, John David Washington speech. Mo- I mean, they both have like these series of monologues, and mm-hmm. and there was one where I just found myself. It's the one where he's he's wandering outside and then coming back inside and then going back outside. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I don't know. I was just like, oh, this is amazing. And I think from that moment, the movie just had me. You know how a movie will do that sometimes? Yeah. And, and I, I don't know if I'd have the same experience watching it again. I kind of don't think yeah. I would. But but in for that night that I watched that, and from that scene on, I was just like, okay, take me, movie. Wherever <laughs> wherever we're going, let's go there. And um, yeah, I just I had a really good time with it. It's so. funny. See, I actually was hooked when she admitted what was wrong right at the beginning mm-hmm. yeah. she admitted the thing i don't i don't know if we should say it but when she admitted what was wrong i was like oh mm-hmm. yeah go ahead let me see what you're about to say because <laughs> yeah. i i'd be i would be just like you I oh would sure be just like you sure and it's legitimate and it feels very legitimate it feels totally. very real i i wonder if do you feel like maybe you were more invested in the points she was trying to make than the points he was trying to make. And so anything where it was like about the criticism or what it's like to be a creator or th- that kind of stuff just didn't, it didn't mean as much to you. And so it wasn't like compelling you as much as like her uh, yes. point that she's making about, you know, her role in this movie and, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, I think so. Especially because sometimes his character came off a little arrogant. Mm-hmm. I think it like was a, intentional. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was too much. I was like, "Look, man, I don't know where you're getting off." Like, mm-hmm. like he was. You know, he talked. I was like, "Oh, you don't know who this filmmaker is." Oh, like you don't get it because you're not in the movie biz. And he just like wasn't accepting even a good. Mm-hmm. Like he being so angry over like a good review, and I was just like, "Man, I." I don't know what you're wanting. Do you think that's real? I think that's real, though. I think artists, Mm -hmm. like, uh, have that level of insanity. Uh, I know it's in me in some ways where it's just like, you know, you find find the negative thing and you're just like, you think you're giving a good review, but I see what you did there. You know, like that kind of thing I think happens with creative people and especially uh, high-impact, high-strung creative people uh, I think have that even more. I think there's some reality there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it absolutely, it's realistic. I just found his character not, I mean, just to your point, I was definitely leaning towards her. I yeah. just agreed with her. I gravitated towards her. Like anything, she, Marie did no wrong to me. I was just like, girl, <laughs> I'm with you. I, I really, it. I... Yeah. Yeah. Snaps. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I, I totally get that. Uh, good conversation. Uh, definitely recommend for me. Susan, recommend-ish. Like, who would you recommend this movie to? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's worth the watch. It is worth the watch. I, I just, if you like, just know going in, it's two people having an argument for an hour and a half. That's and in many ways, the same argument. The for many a ways, lot the same argument. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's great acting. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, it's all about macaroni and cheese. Uh, that's all you need to know. Uh, yeah, I wanted that mac and cheese, actually. <laughs> oh, man. It even, looks so good. Even in black and white, that mac and cheese uh, looked amazing. It did. Uh, which is a great place to transition uh, to our best ever challenge about black and white movies. Before we do, though, however, I do want to thank again our amazing Sif Pop members for making this show possible. If you're interested to see what all that's about, what it means to be a Sif Pop member, kind of how that works, you can go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Pop. That's S-I-F-T-P-O-P. Uh, and thank you to those who every month uh, s- send a few dollars our way to keep doing this thing. Um, it's very encouraging. It's uh, very much a vote for us to keep going and and do appreciate that very, very much. Again, it's patreon.com slash Pop. Um, yeah, let's move into uh, best ever modern black and white movies. Now, Susan, you don't like black and white movies. Tell me a little bit about this anti-black and white movie stance uh, that you have. Where does this come from? I feel like such an anti-critic when I say this because I feel like so many critics are like, ah, oh, it's beautiful. Bring us back <laughs> to the, the times. Like, I don't even know. I'm just like, right. I am one of those people that I'm like, Why? Why is it right. black and white? Like it's like the it's like the uh, why go camping kind of thing, right? right? It's That's like how we, I feel. We have central air. Like why are we going outdoors? <laughs> yeah, like I don't understand. I just I don't the, unless there's a purpose. Unless it was they're trying to tell a story from something that happened a long time ago, like mm-hmm. something like that. I get it then. But when they do, this happens all the time. Like, we're watching, like, even Mank. Like, why? Like, it would have well, been Mank, just better Mank, in color. Mank makes a ton of sense. Uh, it, it does. But well, especially just, when uh, you consider it's not just about being black and white for that movie. It's actually about feeling like like there are, um, there are uh, real changes in the upper right corner uh, in that movie where you see the little blips that show you like a real change is coming. Like the sound was like recorded on like the same equipment that the sound of that time, like that is very much an intentional thing to make the movie feel like it was made in that era. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It is. I just, I just don't like black. And white. No, I, like, I, I, I have the same feelings and I agree with you. Uh, not about every movie that's in black and white, because I do think mm-hmm. there is purpose for a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but like, I think of, I'm not going to mention this in mine. I apologize if you're going to mention it in yours. Um, but I think of a movie like Nebraska mm-hmm. and I watch that movie and I go, there's no point like, w- like other than going, I'm an artist. Uh, like I just, I don't yeah. get the black and white. Now somebody yeah. could correct me on that. Somebody could say, I think here's what he's doing in that case. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. There are some times where yeah. I'm like, this feels pointless to me and mm-hmm. I like pretty colors. So please bring me pretty colors. Yeah. 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 Nebraska is a good, is a good, um, is a good, example of that yeah. so it just but in and even i mean malcolm and marie like i don't know yeah. I, maybe it's just yeah i don't that maybe that, just that like may have been a time decision like with color correction and those kind of things mm-hmm. and um it's possible that that's what that was but you you know you'd have to ask sam levinson uh to mm-hmm. know for sure and maybe he's talked about it somewhere i just haven't haven't Probably. seen it but we're going to talk about our top five movies uh that were in 
mostly black and white. There is a little bit of leniency here for some color to appear uh, in the movie. I think I said the vast majority of it should be in black and white. Um, but I do have a couple honorable mentions that use plenty of color, but that I wanted to mention because of the way they use black and white as well. But let's start at number five. We'll work our way to number one. Um, Susan, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, my number five is Mank. And uh, huh? since we were just talking about it, uh, I thought I'd mention it. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, it mm -hmm. is definitely one of my favorites of the year. Um, wow. I think I had it in my top ten uh, of the year. And I think it's full of great performances. Uh, and I really enjoyed, um, I just think, the, the experience of watching it. So, yeah, that's my number five. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Uh, well, my number five, well, I'm going to just start this out by saying most of my uh, top five here, I was not even that crazy about. I struggled to make sure, this list. Sure, sure. That so happens just, sometimes. Yeah. Just like, you know, I probably would have put Malcolm and Marie in there, and I enjoyed it more than most of these in here, but it's not in there. So, uh, but Roma is my number five. Oh, Okay. Um, I will, as we say, trump you on that. We will talk uh, about that later in my list. So okay. uh, we will go ahead with my number four. Uh, this one may be a surprise to everyone. My number four is Frankenweenie. Um, I think it's a really fun movie uh, and really interesting decision to do animation in black and white, computer-generated animation. It's definitely an artistic choice, right? We're not talking mm -hmm. about film here. We're not talking about some sort of you know, uh, pristine, you know, originalist idea of film. We're just talking about somebody making a choice based on the thematic, uh, you know, uh, of the movie and those kind of things. But I really do enjoy this movie, and uh, I'm, I I dig Tim Burton stuff. So Frank and Weenie is my number four. Uh, what's your number four? My number four is Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I couldn't even tell you much what it was about. I was struggling to put stuff yeah yeah it, uh i remember the award season of nebraska they gave out uh prize winner hats to uh, everybody at the awards because that's you know the big thing is where's that prize winner hat or whatever mm -hmm. so i've got this picture that pops up in my favorite photos every once in a while because uh, my whole family went that year not to the awards but on the trip to california Oh, okay. And uh, they all had that prize winner hat on. So I have, a, <laughs> like, that's my connection to Nebraska is that photo will show up every once in a while. I'm like, I know what that's from. Um, but I did not enjoy this movie. I thought it was kind of pointless. But uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I really, honestly, even Roma was just, these are, how these dare are just you? movies. How dare you? We'll talk about that in a bit, but how dare you? <laughs> no, Roma was, it was, it was fine. It, it it's fine. It, it was it was more than fine, but we'll get there shortly. <laughs> uh, my number three is Good Night and Good Luck. Uh, okay. This is what I have at number three. Uh, I this is one of the unfortunately few Clooney directorial movies that I like. Uh, you know, for some reason, when George Clooney directs a movie, I just it's uh, it doesn't seem to work for me. But I really thought this one did, and I don't know if it's the subject matter, um, the performances, um, but I thought it was really powerful and really well done. So that is my okay. number three. Uh, what is your number three? My number three is A Girl Walks uh, Home Alone at Night. Ooh. When, yeah. Is this recent? No, this was a while back. I, yeah. remember, I can't remember. It's actually a uh, 
Persian, uh, like horror, vampire, Western okay. horror, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so maybe I'm biased a little <laughs> bit there. Uh, but I'm just looking up the year now. I actually should know. It, it was it was another one that was just, it was different. It was very artsy. Um, honestly, it was probably another one that I just found okay <laughs> anyway. No, it was, it was good. It just, and it fit, I guess it fit the black and white. I mm. just performances were good it was weird it was definitely it was another one that felt very like poetic like Mm -hmm. almost shakespearean at times nice well you're getting some love in the in the chat as well uh other Ah. people in the chat uh definitely enjoyed that so um that's one i may have to put on my watch list i've never seen it um so i may have to to check that out do i have to be like a horror fan like how horror is it like it's not even it's no it's not that horror-y no okay. no you i think you could appreciate it i think you could appreciate it for sure um it's very it's very beautifully shot it's it's a beautiful film i would okay. say that all right uh producer phil saying 2014 is when uh, girl walks home uh alone yeah, at night two, came out 2014 so. yeah i just pulled that up and it has um sheila vaughn who was in uh the rental this year oh okay that girl, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I kind of liked so. that movie. I, I did too. I yeah, didn't think I it was that was that pretty bad. good. I mean, it's 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 terrible in a like uh, plot mechanics sense. Oh, like, there's yeah. so much of it doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. like, I enjoyed the tone and the performances, and yeah, the rental's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, my number two. This is where I have Schindler's List. Uh, uh. I uh, there is a little bit of color in this movie. Uh, it is used very intentionally. Um, in fact, one of the most powerful moments of the movie depends on color for it to actually work. It wouldn't work without the, you know, uh, the color uh, coding that goes on there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that there's a ton more to say about Schindler's List, uh, except that uh, it's a powerful, important movie mm-hmm. and uh, comes in at my number two. Yeah, it's, it's one of those movies I avoid. I, I know. I don't watch it. Yeah, I think we but, talked about that on yeah. uh, your uh, list of shame. Yeah, yeah. 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 I believe you that it's good, though. I believe. Okay, you. thank you. That's I what I that. say. Uh, my I mean, number two. It, it is in black oh, and white, so you may hate it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that one sounds purposeful. See, I feel like that's one that there's a reason there. It wouldn't okay. bother me. Yeah. Um, but the artist was my number two. Oh, okay. I, the artist is okay. It's okay. I mean, yeah. it did win Best Picture that I didn't agree with that year to yeah. win. Yeah, me either. I had it in my honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can see that one. Uh, all right, fine. We'll talk about Roma. It is my number one. Um, uh, this is currently in my top 20 movies of all time, I believe. Uh, I think this is an absolutely astonishing piece of work uh, by Koran here. I think the way he layers... I've talked about Roma so much. <laughs> but the way he layers in his themes in this movie is genius level. There's some stuff going on with conversations that appear to be nothing that have everything to do with what he's talking about, uh, you know, joy and pain existing in the same frame, the idea of what life is. And, and um, I, this, is, this is a movie I love so much that when I was going over my you know, best ever modern black and white movies, and I had my list, and I was like, I should do a final check, you know, just see I didn't miss anything. So I did like a Google search of movies that were in black and white or whatever. And Roma was on that list. And I went, Roma's not in black and white. That movie is totally in color. Like what? Like that's not a black and white movie. And oh. then I thought of the poster, and I was like, "Well, the poster's a bl- 
that is a black and white. <laughs> like I, this world was so real to me that I had colorized it in my mind. Like it was, so it was just kind of one of those experiences where I, I almost, I couldn't, I like, I had to like shake myself back into reality and be like, oh yeah, that is a black and white movie. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And wow. you've already said your piece that you think it's just okay. And that's okay. <laughs> we can still be friends. Um, yeah. But I, I definitely love it more than just okay. So That's fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I don't know if mine, mine is going to, piss off people as far because I know there's some color in it it's <laughs> Sin City yeah there's a little bit of color in that one I, think, I co- think we can count it um, yeah definitely a black and white vibe going on there you, you like that movie or is this just another I, one that's just okay <laughs> I think it's the one I truly like the most of the mm-hmm. of the four that are the other or the five that I picked but um, I honestly have not watched it since I watched it in theaters uh, so long ago uh, but I do remember thinking it was because I saw the second one and I wasn't as impressed as the first one. But I remember thinking it was just really cool. I was like, yeah. wow, this is just I really enjoyed the way they shot it and the colors. And I, yeah, that, I don't. <laughs> it's I, Well, it's, it's I feel bad because I don't remember the sure. story all that much because I sure. really just I remember it's kind of how they say like you you may not remember what somebody said but you remember how they made you feel exactly well, yeah. I remember how this movie made me feel when I was in the theater and I remember feeling like I enjoyed myself yeah uh the the visual aesthetic in this movie is pretty incredible um mm-hmm. Frank Miller Robert Rodriguez uh, co-directed this movie I believe and uh, they both have a real flair for the visual. And I think that's mm-hmm. partly why the black and white works in this, too, is because they understand how to use it, you know, yeah. and what it means and, and all those kind of things. Um, so I don't think this is a horrible choice. It's not one of my favorite movies, but I know it has a a, a, a very big following. And a lot of people really love um, the Sin City, at least this one, maybe not the second one. But um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Uh, did, so you probably don't have any others that in your honorable mention. You you had to use oh, like you know, dishonorable mentions in your top five almost. So. I know. Uh, I'll give an honorable mention to Malcolm and Marie because okay, I do I do think um, after watching it, I was and that was another thing. I did go in with really low expectations, and I was pleasantly surprised by how much I at least really enjoyed um, the performances and the like. I said the actual like. A concept I did yeah. so yeah yeah uh, I will throw out uh, Joss Whedon's uh, Much Ado About Nothing uh, which is the actual Shakespearean text uh, but in a modern environment um, it's a really interesting movie Francis Ha is probably worth mentioning um, oh my god I forgot that hey movie. I got another one to, for you to put on your list crap that that's my number one there you go everything else moves forget- down so. everyone moves down I love that movie nice. yes yeah. There you, there you go. go. You found a black and white movie you love, Susan. I do love that movie. Way I do. Go. Uh, Clerks, I think, is worth a mention. Kevin Smith's debut. Uh, Raging Bull is not all in black and white, um, but enough so that it probably would have counted. Pie is an interesting movie. Um, so so there's that one. Uh, and then special, uh, special mentions to Memento, uh, which has mm. plenty of color in it, but it uses black and white for... When it's going backwards as opposed to forwards. Uh, similar things done in Dead Again, which is another movie I really enjoy, where black and white is used to indicate the past. Um, and then the one that plays into this specifically, 
And a movie I love is Pleasantville. Um, I really enjoy the movie oh. Pleasantville. And obviously it is about the difference between black and white and color and um, and many other things as well. So I wanted to yeah. throw Pleasantville out there too. It's a good one too. Yeah. I didn't think that would count. No, no. It probably, that's why I just said kind of special mention. Um, yeah. Because those, I don't think those would have counted on the list. Mm-hmm. In fact, if those would have counted, Pleasantville probably would have made my list. It probably would have been like number yeah. four. Um, all right, let's move on to Buried Treasure. Uh, we're going to talk about one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to, uh, that you want to make sure people know about. Um, I'm going to let you go last, Susan, so I'll go ahead and get mine out there. Speaking of black and white movies, uh, this is not a modern black and white movie, um, but it is in black and white. It's His Girl Friday. I finally got around to seeing uh, His Girl Friday. Uh, this is, this blew me away. I was not, I mean, I like old movies. I totally enjoy old movies. Usually there's just much more of an element of, oh, that was, that was nice. That was fun. I enjoyed that experience. This was one of those movies where I was just like, this is hilarious. Like this is so, they are so good together. Uh, Cary Grant is just, you know, he's one of my favorites. It's really incredible that I'd never seen this before. Um, it's just, again, one of those things. It's just like, when is it time? When is it time to throw in his Girl Friday? Howard Hawks uh, is just, you know, he's so incredible, does such great stuff. Um, yeah, this is this is one, if if you're looking for classic movies that you're going to, uh, that feel modern, there's something very modern feeling about this movie and the way these characters interact. There's, um, you know, very much a, um, what they would have said it at the time, uh, they would have phrased it as like, career gal uh you know kind of uh, mode to this movie um and i i just loved it because it just it felt very modern a lot of things they were saying uh felt very up to date so it's a very high recommend for me his girl friday if you haven't checked it out so there you go nice. that's my buried treasure what do you got well i think i might have talked about this last time but it was a different season but did i talk about bachelorette last time <laughs> you may Can have you? are you doing back to back i don't well i was i struggled i was like what's something like that is going on and i was like all right well the bachelor yeah <laughs> um matt james first black bachelor uh it's about he's time. been doing yeah for real and he's doing a great job um just this week i have to like give him kudos because they there have probably been it's been in like the news that there is a group of the meanest girls that have ever been on the show like there's this girl victoria who she's just like a like a whole other level kind of bully Mm -hmm. that we've seen for people who are like bachelor fans and I, I mean he finally got rid there was like uh, another girl too with her who wasn't as bad but anyways he got rid of them and it was just he handled it so well we've seen other bachelors in the past who are oblivious to this or they like let the the mean girl stay believe them and he just put out like how he needs to make it a safe environment for the other women that are here you know like you're not a bad person but the damage is done and you know you just need to go but also this girl victoria she's i mean she's delusional i i i won't compare her to somebody who was a former uh, leader of our country, but (laughs) she is, she literally calls the women losers. She says she's the best pick. She's, I'm I'm the best person ever. And whenever she leaves, whenever he sends her home, she like doesn't give him a hug and just calls him out and says, I feel sorry for you that you would believe these women Mm -hmm. and whatever. And he has nothing to say to him. 
or nothing to say to her. She, she just, he just stays back and she walks away and she says that she'll never date another Matt again. And, uh, <laughs> another person with the same name is it yeah well, she said funny. i'm never gonna date a matt again and you've ruined all mats it's great i know it's, it's if you're into bachelor it's interesting all right mm-hmm. i am not into bachelor uh but i love the fact that there's i'm sure a subset of sif pop listeners who are just jump up and down for joy that somebody would talk about <laughs> this show because we never talk about reality dating shows they're my yeah. black they're my black and white movies uh yeah. I, just, I do not enjoy them um but uh but yeah that is that is interesting i love uh i love that uh people get into you know kind of their own things and and you know go for it that idea of never dating another matt again i will probably be thinking about that for a long long time <laughs> well so. they made a meme and they said congratulations <laughs> to all mats <laughs> yeah. yeah congratulations you're out of the pool <laughs> nicely done uh well we did it susan we did a podcast yeah. well Woo. done congratulations to to <laughs> all of us for accomplishing this uh this goal uh thank you so much for joining us today for sif pop it is part of the studio dna podcast network you can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching for studio dna in your podcast player uh huge thanks to producer phil for producing the show today uh, appreciate you phil Thanks to Drew for putting together all the graphics. Appreciate that as well. And thank you to Susan for hanging out with us once again. Uh, Susan, where would you like to send people? Where can they find you online if they want to hear more of your stuff? Uh, you guys can see me at thischickslicks.com, uh, City of Irving YouTube channel, and uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, at thischicksflicks, and uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Well, thank you again for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Also, much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month, and you get access to every bonus episode, including the one that uh, Susan and I recorded today, uh, as well as some other fun perks. Uh, You can check all that out at patreon.com slash Pop. Lots of ways to connect with us. Uh, Feel free to comment, rate, or leave a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Uh, You can also email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than dissing film critics in your movie and still getting good reviews. Uh, We will be back next week with Judas and the Black Messiah in Minari, so a couple more big hitters next week, and we will see you then. Bye. Uh, thank you to the video uh, live video watchers for hanging out with us today. Uh, lots of fun stuff going on in the chat. Shout out to uh, Charbel, Rockman, uh, Lolly, uh, D- uh, David hanging out with us again. Thank you. Um, appreciate you all. And uh, yeah, let us know what you need, what you want, what you want us to talk about. And uh, we will do it. So we're going to get going because we got a Super Bowl to watch. <laughs> well, yeah. Some people do. I'm not a big football guy. So. <laughs> That's what I'm happens. going for the food. That's so. that's what uh, happens when you grow up in Michigan and, and everybody roots for the Detroit Lions is you're not a big <laughs> football uh, fan because they never do anything. Uh, all right. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba.